0: Welcome to the Everyday Conversion Podcast, the only five day a week podcast helping faithful members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints have and foster daily gospel discussions with their families based on the Come Follow Me curriculum. I'm your host, Mark Sievercrop, and it's important for me to tell you up front that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts of this podcast alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. With that in mind, let's jump right right in with today's episode. was being thronged by people everywhere, and not everyone was following for the right reasons. We know this because Jesus said as much in John chapter 6, verse 26, where it says, Jesus answered them and said, Verily I say unto you, ye seek me not because ye desire to keep my sayings, neither because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Then the Savior uses their hunger to teach a spiritual lesson, just as he did with the Samaritan woman at the well in John chapter 4. In verse 35, he tells them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Then he took it a step further and said this in verses 51 through 56. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give of his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life. And I will Raise him up in the resurrection of the just at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. With regards to Christ's allusion to eating his flesh and drinking his blood, Elder Bruce R. McConkie explained. Since He is the bread of life, meaning the Son of God, which came down from the Father, and since men must eat this spiritual bread in order to gain salvation, it follows that eternal life is gained only by eating the flesh and drinking the blood of the Son of God. Or, in other words, eternal life is gained only by accepting Jesus as the Christ and keeping His commandments." To eat the flesh and drink the blood of the Son of God is, first, to accept Him in the most literal and full sense, with no reservation whatsoever, as the personal offspring in the flesh of the Eternal Father. And secondly, it is to keep the commandments of the Son by accepting His gospel, joining His church, and enduring in obedience and righteousness unto the end. You know, it's also interesting that the Jews were so offended by His words when they said, in verse 52, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? I mean, they were appalled that Jesus would say this, or at least they seemed to be. But this offense is almost laughable. And here's what Elder McConkie says of this. He says, this unbelieving attitude on the part of the Jews was not only wholly unwarranted, but from Jewish lips, it bordered on absurdity. Probably no people in all history understood better or had made more extensive use of symbolic and figurative language than they had. Further, Jesus had just taught them the doctrine of the bread of life. For them to pretend not to know that eating the flesh of Jesus meant accepting him as the Son of God and obeying his words could only mean that they were willfully closing their eyes to the truth. The unfortunate part isn't so much that the Jews, the leaders of the Jews have struggled with this or chose to struggle with it, but the the real unfortunate part is that some of the disciples weren't able to overcome their doubts about what he had just taught. In verse 60, it says, Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? And then in verse 66, it says, From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. President M. Russell Ballard stated... Quote, Today is no different. For some, Christ's invitation to believe and remain continues to be hard or difficult to accept. Some disciples struggle to understand a specific church policy or teaching. Others find concerns in our history or in the imperfections of some members and leaders, past and present. Still others find it difficult to live a religion that requires so much. Finally, some have become weary and well-doing. For these and other reasons, some church members vacillate in their faith, wondering if perhaps They should follow those who, quote, went back and walked no more with Jesus. And he goes on to say, Accepting and living the gospel of Christ can be challenging. It has always been thus, and it ever will be. Life can be like hikers ascending a steep and arduous trail. It is a natural and normal thing to occasionally pause on the path to catch our breath, to recalculate our bearings, and to reconsider our pace. Not everyone needs to pause on the path, but there is nothing wrong with doing so when your circumstances require. In fact, it can be a positive thing for those who take full advantage of the opportunity to refresh themselves with the living water of the gospel of Christ. The danger comes when someone chooses to wander away from the path that leads to the tree of life. Sometimes we can learn, study, and know, and sometimes we have to believe, trust, and hope. And President Ezra Taft Benson said, Every man eventually is backed up to the wall of faith, and there he must make his stand. So my questions to you are, when you encounter something in the gospel you don't understand, how will you respond? And my second question is, what can you do now to prepare you when you encounter trials or questions, or those that you love and care about encounter trials and questions? I'll conclude with this encouragement from Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf. My dear brothers and sisters, my dear friends, please first doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. We must never allow doubt to hold us prisoner and keep us from the divine love, peace, and gifts that come through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I've mentioned a ton of resources and references and talks in this episode. I don't want to mention one more resource for you. This one comes from a friend of mine, um, Kurt Frankham, who is the founder of LeadingSaints.org. And I reached out to him because I know that he has many podcast episodes about faith and um, trials of faith. And I wanted to find out what he would recommend as far as a podcast episode um, that I could recommend to you if you're struggling with your faith or if if you know somebody that might be struggling with your faith. And he recommended that I direct you to um, the interview he did with David Osler. So go to the show notes. It'll be at everydayconversion.com forward slash 023. And I'll have a link to that episode there. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Conversion Podcast. For transcripts and other bonus materials, as well as past episodes, be sure to visit everydayconversion.com. And if you haven't yet, be sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform. This episode was a production of the Everyday Conversion Podcast. And while we are faithful members of the Church, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts of this podcast alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. For official doctrine and viewpoints of the church, please visit LDS.org.